Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Massengill alongside head coach Tony Ursuline. We've got Tanner and Corey behind the scenes and new guests today. As anticipated, we've been teasing Elaine being on the show for a while. We've been talking her up hard. We've been talking her up, so... She's a big damn deal. Hopefully you brought your A game today, because I think just about every episode we've worked you into the conversation somehow. You told her we do the hot seat questions right away? Oh, yeah. Okay. Rapid fire. You're going to be on the hot seat pretty quickly here. (laughs) Okay, so four guys uh, making it into the top ten this week. So a, a good weekend. Bruner also jumping up to 17 after... Uh, this past weekend, 127 of 30 matches this past weekend. Overall thoughts on, on the success on Sunday? Yeah, I was I was really happy with the way the guys competed. Um, the, the effort was really good. Their energy was good. You know, they, they were ready to go. And so I was really happy from that standpoint. The few matches we lost uh, made a few positional mistakes that really cost us. In particular, you know, Max Lyon <clears throat> had a match where I thought he was really starting to take control of the match and, and just put his head to his knee and got cradled. And it was the ultimate mistake because... You know, he, he was pinned. So, uh, but th- that's fine. You know I mean? That, that will happen from time to time. And so we'll correct those mistakes. But I do, I like where we're at from, from how we're competing and, and how they're going about their business. So uh, overall, a great day. We'll, we'll build on it just from correcting a, a few of these positional mistakes. Elaine, your first chance. You know, you haven't had a chance to travel with us yet. So it was your first chance to get to see the guys in action. What do you think? I mean, I always enjoy wrestling, watching them. It's like seven minutes of the most hard-working individuals out there giving it their all. So it's very fast-paced, um, so very fun to watch. I gave Tony a hard time on uh, on Sunday, Hunter. I gave him a call after the duels just to wrap up, and he said, you know, you know, how you doing? And, oh, I'm okay. And I'm like, Coach, we just won 27 to 30 matches. He goes, yeah. I go, you're thinking about the three we lost, aren't you? He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never satisfied, they, though. They That's- sting, right? Like, you know, yeah, you and that's key. We talk about that a lot with our guys. I know we're probably rehashing old ground, but you should never be satisfied this time of year, right? It's about learning and growing, and it's more about uh, how good can you be and what does that journey look like, and the losses always sting, sting harder than the wins. You know, the wins are great, but, man, you feel for the kids that lose a tough match because you see how hard they work every day, right? You get really invested in that, and... Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's tough when guys don't get what they you know you think they deserve. I will say this: it's from where I'm sitting, it's good to see that you know you preach that message to the coach. You know, don't let wins lull you into like the idea of like this is where you need to be. You know, winning winning doesn't like cure all the ails. It doesn't you know it feels good, mm-hmm. but if you're not winning the way you should win, don't be satisfied. And so, I think it's great to see the coach reflect the same thing he's preaching to the guys. When he's sitting at dinner with his with his family <laughs> on a Sunday night. Yes, we'll let that hang out. There. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, well, a couple matches I want to I want to or a couple guys I want to touch on rather, and there's a couple that I'd really like to get Elaine's opinion on, especially. Uh, so we'll start at 133. Travis Ford Melton pulling the red shirt, getting him in into TFM. matches this past mm-hmm. weekend. His first couple matches, you know, as a collegiate wrestler, he. Got a pin in his first match ever. Uh, well, first official match ever, I should say. He's, first, first varsity match. Right. He's wrestled unattached uh, so far this season. Uh, won another match, 11-7. to seven, Won another one by forfeit. So coming out of his first weekend undefeated. My question to you, Elaine, is he's a true freshman. He's obviously competing well so far. Are there certain habits that you have to break guys of? Like when you when 
a true freshman gets here on campus, and especially one that, that is now in the lineup, are they are they are you breaking habits that they had in high school? Because they've done this by themselves really for so long. Now that they have someone that's a professional in in this area to help them, is it easier or harder with some with the newer guys? Mm. I think it just kind of like depends upon what kind of coaching they had before. If it was emphasized like the ability, the importance of cutting weight correctly and like staying close to your weight class versus if their coach was just kind of letting them just do it on their own um, parents, mm-hmm. um, how that was before. And then obviously we have a really great coaching staff here that supports them staying close to their weight and making weight correctly. So from like a culture standpoint, it's very helpful them coming into the Purdue wrestling culture that we've already created. I think they've got a lot of great leadership in those aspects that um, that is hugely helpful. And we've also, we talked about with coach a couple times, uh, I mean, the NCAA regulates some of the, the changes that they're allowed to make on a weekly basis. You know, you can't drop so much weight per week and mm-hmm. obviously that's that's your what you focus on a lot, so not only of how these guys are cutting, but you know when they show up Monday morning or they show up Sunday morning after a match of how much that they weigh when they come in for the, for the first part of the week because you can only drop so much by the time you, you've got your next match coming up. Mm-hmm. It's been tough for you too, I'm sure. Yeah, no, but, but this is where having a plan, right, is so instrumental, right? Having um, someone with Elaine's knowledge, and then and she's a really hard worker. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's and that's great because it takes a lot of work to keep up with thirty plus guys, uh, and you you compete. Most of them compete weekly, right? Because we have open tournaments. So there's a lot to manage there and a lot to stay up on. But if you have a good plan, and we and I feel like we do, that now it's just making sure the guys buy into the plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that, that's different for everybody. Like like she mentioned, you know, some kids come in with a little stronger grasp on what they're doing, but many don't. And and so try to implement that and get them to buy in, and and then having the leadership within your locker room to to help instill that and show them the way is 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 important um and and i think she uh she works really hard at um trying to get these guys to understand and see the big picture having guys like max and parker's got to help uh got to help your job elaine oh yeah for sure a bunch of hard-working individuals do whatever you say um yeah really good for team culture well this will be a good segue because i would imagine one of the positions that is sometimes can be difficult is the heavyweight position because it there's such a wide range it's almost 100 pounds from you know the 197 all the way up to the maximum of 285 so it's it's such a wide range that those guys can can work in we saw thomas panola go this past weekend competed well uh had a big win what's what's your thoughts on that position moving forward with with thomas panola and you know david eli got is getting some matches and competing well at that position too uh so so what are some of your thoughts on on that position you know with obviously with bruner deciding to come off his uh you know red shirt that was kind of the original plan but Mm -hmm. he decided he wanted to go uh you know we had wrestle offs last week to settle that weight it shook out where it's bruner's spot for the year and so now thomas um you know, let us know that he certainly wants to try to be in the lineup and sees heavyweight as an opportunity. So we will have um, a wrestle off this week at some point for for uh, Dave Eli and Thomas Panola, and then we'll see how that goes. I'm sure Elaine's probably excited because she has a couple of guys that she 
instead of talking about dissension, right, and how yeah. you need to bring your weight down and still have the energy to compete well and at a high level, she really gets to play with, you know, pumping these guys full of calories and adding quality mass. You yeah. know, mm -hmm. you know. That's so, what I was going to ask. I was going to pass this off to Elaine because I say, Tony, you kind of stole Hunter Stunner. Yeah, I'll, I'm sorry. You know, no, it's okay. I'll let her elaborate. I would. I know she's excited. <laughs> I would imagine with. With Thomas Panola, even David Eli, who are on the smaller side, guys that are competing for that heavyweight position, you and Ryan, Train, Ryan Shane, the strength and conditioning coach uh, for the for the Boilermakers, have to be licking your chops, thinking you know we're going to be able to put some some muscle and some mass on these guys with a 285 cap, and and neither of those guys are that close to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean it's one thing to like just get the opportunity to do that kind of a transition in the middle of the season, but to have someone like Thomas that's just like a hard worker will literally like sat in my office for an hour yesterday working on his meal plan, just found out he was going up on Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, like it's just nice to work with those types of individuals with the drive to actually apply what you talk about. Um, so. It's going to be fun to see what he. And I would does. imagine a lot of the guys that come to your come to your office, they're trying to figure out how they can manage their weight, how they can stay stay under their weight class. He was probably those guys are probably pretty excited to come into your office because you're going to have some some stuff for them that they're actually going to like to hear that they can eat a little bit more than what the rest of the team can eat when you know they go out to dinner on a on a weekend. Yeah. Um. Well, I think with like those heavier weights, though, a lot of them do manage their weight in such a way that they still do eat pretty frequently, mm -hmm. consistently. Um, I don't think Thomas was ever feeling like he wasn't getting in that. Like, I think it's always been a chore. Right. Because I think there's definitely a range in which your body likes to be in. And mm -hmm. anytime you try and force it outside of that range, it becomes a chore. Whether it's going up a weight or going down a weight from that range, right. um, it's going to take some discipline. So without getting too crazy and, and too into the details, or you go as far as you want, really, um, you know, what do you, what did you tell a guy like Thomas? Where like, you know, what is what is the emphasis for him as he's going to try and go from cutting to one ninety seven to try and get, you know, I imagine he's going to try and get up to the the two twenties, two thirties, you know, whatever. As I guess as high as big as strong as he can get. Like what what advice you have for him? What, what's what's his plan? Well, he was already consuming a lot of calories, so now it's how do we get him in a day where you're training twice and you don't want to be too full going into practice or lift. Um, you want to feel good, but you also know at the end of the day you need close to 5,000 calories. So content of calories might look a little different. 5,000 calories. Mm -hmm. Tony, when was the last time you ate 5,000 calories? Listen, man, I'm trying to keep it under 2,000, okay? <laughs> I mean, I, I got to talk to Elaine about a whole nother, a whole nother I plan. I will give you credit. So. Coach, Coach has been on a health kick. He's been taking me some healthy, healthier places for lunch. So I'm trying. I want Elaine to know I'm trying, too. I, I try to remind her. So Now, when Elaine does say 5,000 calories, it's, a, it's not the fun 5,000 calories. It's not your, your fast food and ice cream and cake. It's, it's a little bit more strict on the 5,000. I love ice cream. Yeah, same. But that's not good for your 5,000 calories. We're mm -hmm. talking proteins, veggies, I mean, just shoveling that kind of stuff in and racking up calories that way, right? Right. So basically getting in those balance plates, maybe adjusting composition of maybe now we're not doing com like complex carbohydrates because it is filling and that's gonna fill your stomach up whenever really you need more calories. So switching the composition of some things, adding in some more fats, 
um, just to kind of get him enough calories, but not to the point where he's always consistently feeling uncomfortably full. Mm -hmm. Well, back to the mat for just a moment. You touched on Bruner uh, making the decision. He's back in the lineup, uh, ready to go, like I mentioned at the top. Uh, already, I think, number 17, according to Intermat. Uh, I don't know if he's been anywhere else. He fluctuates. He's anywhere between 11 and 19. There's, you know, right. there's, about, there's about five poles out there. Um, and he's a little all over the place right now. I think going in and out of the lineup kind of messed with some people. Um, you know, he's got – Tony and I were going through some of his quality wins this morning. You know, you know, you try not to rely too much on 2019 when you go through these guys' wins and losses. But, I mean, he's got, he's got wins over, you know, a handful of guys in the top ten of the country. Um, he does have the one ding this year. He lost to, to Shiler from Buffalo. Um, but I think, you know, Christian's got a ton of opportunity here coming up the road with, with Vegas – and with Midlands. And he got two big wins this past weekend. I mean, he got the pin over number 19 at 197. Yeah, both uh, came Coming in late in, late in that uh, match. So what are some of your expectations out of Bruner, uh, you know, getting his first official matches of the season three weekends, four weekends in? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Tanner kind of mentioned he's going to have his opportunities in front of him. So, I mean, the, you know, he's in the rankings, and that's good, you know, just because – you want to be when those coaches polls start coming out that help determine NCAA qualifying spots. You want to be positioned. You know that that's where you're thinking of it, right? You're thinking about the coaches' rankings, the win percentage, the RPI. So so you want him in the rankings, but he will have his opportunities to move up, uh, starting with Cliff Keen here in a little about a week and a half. So I would expect to see him, you know, continue to move up because he's always done very well at those events. You know, he's placed mm -hmm. and he's placed high. And as Tanner mentioned, he has quality wins over people in the top eight. So uh, for him, it's just going to be, hey, get on that, you know, that, um, that mindset of, hey, uh, week to week, I just got to be better because he's competing every week now. You know, he only competed a couple of opens initially. And so now it's, it's competing weekly. And what does the rhythm that look like from a standpoint of making weight and, and training? Following up on that, Coach, you know, you, you look at some of the shakeups in the, in the rankings and, the, you know, they all came out this morning or late last night. Um, we've pushed up as high as 14 in some of the team pools with the tournament scoring. A uh, big part of that was Griffin Perry and his upset at 149 uh, against Clarion's Brock Zacherl. Um, has to be nice to see us, I mean, you know, obviously got to get it done in March. Mm -hmm. But, like, the recognition, things are moving in the right direction. Guys are getting noticed. Teams getting noticed. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on on some of those guys starting to get up into those top ten rankings and and get that recognition? You know, I, I think it's just it's building momentum. You know, it's it's showing the guys that they're what they're doing is is working, right? You want just trust in the process and to see growth, right? That's that's what you want because it's going to just keep fueling, you know, the engine to to work harder, to improve, to get better. How good can you be? So it, it should all just fuel the fire for these guys about, you know, they're making weight if they're right if they're performing well. Their their plan for making weight is working. They're seeing they have great energy when they need to compete and they're ready to go. Their warm up is is, you know, right where it needs to be. Their their mindset when they put their foot on the line. It, it's just an indicator of yes, we're where we need to be this time of year because we're seeing some good results from these kids. And that's all I really want. You know, I, we want to see where we're at and then we want to be able to improve and progress. And you're finally getting, like Tanner said, getting the recognition of in those coaches polls and even in the, the individual weight class rankings. But you have to be, you know, kind of getting pretty excited that some of the question marks in the lineup that we've had the past couple weeks have 
are starting to, to even themselves out. Travis Ford Melton going at 33, the 97 and 285 spots uh, starting to settle in there. I mean, this lineup from top to bottom is, there's, I mean, it's solid from top to bottom, and that, it's going to cause a lot of problems for a lot of teams, especially once we get into to Big Ten season here in about a month or two. Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely feel good about where we're at right now. Um, the early success uh, from Travis, he looked good. He looked confident. Yeah. He competed well, you know, in front of the home crowd. So he got off to a nice start. So really happy for him, and I think, you know, he's excited. You know, yeah. and that's what you want. We, you know, he, he took the and made the most of, of his situation this weekend. So he got off to a great start. He's created momentum. Uh, heavyweight will figure that out, and, and we'll make some adjustments as we go. But I think, you, like you said, I think um, this team uh, will have a lot to say, you know, with, with the best teams that we're going to see, um, you know, coming up. Yeah. Well, we've got an interesting next couple 10 days, 10, 11 days coming up, right? Thanksgiving is on Thursday. Uh, filming on Tuesday, a little bit earlier show this week. But Thanksgiving is on Thursday. And Elaine, this is where you're going to come in big time. An off weekend this weekend, and by off weekend, I mean just no matches this weekend. I'm sure you're still practicing and such. And then Cliff Keen next weekend in Las Vegas, which is always a gauntlet of a tournament. Uh, so a dangerous 10 days coming up with some off days leading into a, a pretty big tournament. Elaine, number one eating holiday of in the country with Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. What is it that you're telling the team? What are some of the tips and advice that you're giving the team when they go off to their families and, and they're having their Thanksgivings? And also, what are you expecting to actually happen on Thursday when they come back on Friday and wow. they've got some... Advice versus reality. Right. I was going to say, that's... Wow. I, mean, I didn't see it taking that turn. Question. Well, I, it's... Look... Advice versus reality is a good way to put it because you tell you give them the best and now granted this team is very disciplined wrestlers usually are very disciplined especially in season Thursday. But you know what is some of the advice that you're giving these guys going into Thursday where there there's going to be tables full of junk food at their at their homes. Well, I mean I just tell them to approach it like any other day. Not much is changing. You're going to wake up. You're going to have three meals like you always do. Mm. Don't skip breakfast just to save up for the big meal. That's first rule. Um, that's a great way to set yourself up for failure. It's the most important meal of the day, right? That's a good tip for everyone. Yeah. Go ahead and eat breakfast. It is a very important meal of the day. Um, get some activity in. Like most of our guys, even on their off day, they are doing something, mm -hmm. whether it's going for a jog or stretching or whatever else. Um, I'd say almost every single guy is doing something every single day of the week. Um, so be active. Go play football with your family. Go do something. Go for a walk. Um, and then whenever you go to build your plate, you know what you like, so put those things on your plate. Make sure you have some sort of carbohydrate. Make sure you have some sort of protein. Make sure you have some sort of vegetable on your plate. And then um, if you want to try things that you've never tried, like put a sample of it on your plate. You don't need a whole serving of something if you're not sure if you're gonna like it. And then once you're done with your plate, maybe instead of hanging out around all the food, Go to a different room. Go talk to your siblings that you haven't seen and probably won't see them once wrestling season gets <laughs> rolling for a while. Um, go talk to those family members that you haven't seen in a while. 
So you're saying grazing is bad, is what you're saying. Grazing is dangerous. I won't say it's bad. Grazing can be dangerous. Don't think, don't think of it as right or wrong. Okay, I like that. See, now I have some questions about a couple gray areas here. Pumpkin pie, pecan pie, <laughs> carrot cake. Oh, those it. things all have Man, healthy things like in the name. Mm -hmm. So where do those fit on the plate of carbohydrates and proteins and... <laughs> Which which category would those? I can't wait to hear this answer either. <laughs> Pumpkin's either a fruit or a Where does pumpkin pie fit on the, the spectrum of that's carbs just, or protein? That's what I'm saying. This is just a gray area. So, that's where it fits. I would put that more in carbs just because there's so much sugar in it. It's like probably fruit flavored, but at that point you're not getting quite what I would say is the breakdown composition of like true fruits. I've never heard vegetables. of pumpkin is described as a carb. That's well, a first for, for sure me. Is a carb, so. And I mean, yeah, I know it's not the first thing that comes to my mind. I, mean, I guess. So. I'm guessing if you eat a slice of pumpkin, you'd be good. But a slice yeah. of pumpkin pie. Oh maybe. yeah, there's the difference. Yeah, no one's eating a slice of just pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> okay. You good? I, Tony? Are you there, Tony? You with you yeah. back? You back with us? I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, you know, it, it did it. He, he took me into a dangerous turn. Right? I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying, trying to look at that food in a whole new way here. That's what I'm trying to help you out. Maybe give you. Elaine says pumpkin pie belongs in the carbohydrates portion of your plate, so you can have an extra slice of it when you're trying to trying to get your carbs up. That's how some of the, my guys would rationalize that. That's what I'm worried about. Where <laughs> this is going? Dangerous content on the airwaves here. Well, I, I we started off by saying Elaine's going to be on the hot seat as soon as as soon as we get started here. So. Well, and honestly, I think that is the biggest thing that a lot of wrestlers struggle with is I'm not the dietitian that'll say, "Hey, never have that." Mm -hmm. I'm the one that'll say, "Have that in moderation, enjoy it." And move on. I dig. Yeah. Don't she sit there and say absolutes. I can't have it. And then you think about it, and you think about it, and you think about it. I can't have it. I can't have it. You're reinforcing, and then you will have it, and you'll have a lot of it. You'll have a lot of it, and um, then you'll feel really bad about yourself. Yeah. So just been there. Just stop the cycle. Guilt have is, it. Be mindful and move on. Guilt is crippling. <laughs> so, like I mentioned, we have an off weekend uh, this coming weekend. So these guys don't officially have to make weight for this weekend. So coming off of the holiday, what are some of the things that these guys that you're focusing on these guys? Uh, maybe they did have an extra piece of pumpkin pie on Thursday or, you know, a little more than they should have. Maybe some things in their diet that they're they're working on or that they would need to do on Friday and Saturday to get right for Sunday and, and to start a normal week come Sunday and Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So I think just getting back in the routine and the swing of things, um, big picture, it's one meal on one day. Mm -hmm. To gain a pound, truly, you would have to be in a surplus of 3,000 calories, um, which you're not going to be in a surplus right. of 3,000 calories on that one day. So I'm not too totally concerned with the one meal. Um, it's that if we go home and then we're sent with all these leftover pies and mm. those linger for a week, yeah, we might be struggling. Um, but I think just getting back in the routine, enjoying the moment, resting up because it is gonna be a long season and then getting back here, getting back to training. We've got catered meals for them, breakfast right after they're done with their first training of the day. We'll do a dinner with them right after they're done with their second training of the day. So everything's pretty much laid out for success. They just need to come and be prepared. I, I would 
add on to that too. I mean, she mentioned like, the, and I would say this has been a big deal for us the last two years is the catering. Um, she has had a greater involvement um, with meals over holidays or anytime we're on a break, you know, say spring break or whatever. So um, these guys have every opportunity, not not only to, to learn, you know, from, a, from a, you know, a resource standpoint, but then to see what this looks like so they can put it into uses, you know, as they continue on on their own. So that's been, in my opinion, very tremendously helpful that these guys are, are having meals at least two times a week you know it'll be more this week because of the thanksgiving break and we're still here training so but i just think that's huge that's instrumental for the guys to see what it looks like in practice well i really like the simplification of it you know it's like elaine said it's one meal on one day and uh you know obviously the holiday has a lot bigger connotations and and it's it's widely celebrated and you know it's a cultural phenomenon but at the same time like these guys are the, the, the season is just started. <laughs> yeah, we, it's one day that they gotta they gotta make weight on. Well, it, it takes the pressure off. I mean, I'll I'll use this story, uh, and Elaine's probably seen this as well. But I've had athletes over the years where you know when you gave them a break, their weight skyrocketed up because they denied themselves so much. They obsessed over it, as she mentioned, and you just think about it and think about it, and then as soon as you get a chance to have that, boy, your weight just it blows up. Yeah, and then. I, within their same career, I've had them go up a weight class, and all of a sudden they're living lighter than they were when they were at the weight class below, simply because they obsessed over it. And when they had a chance to eat, they just crushed it. You know, so it just shows that, you know, uh, you're, the kind of emotional or mental aspect of this is key. And when you approach it from that standpoint, where it's hey, it's one meal, we're not going to stress over this, we're just going to follow the plan. I think it alleviates a lot of that anxiety that that um, kids may have over it. So, holiday this on Thursday. Again, no official matches this weekend. What's your guys' schedule look like uh, in terms of practice and, and even weigh-ins just to, you know, stay on top of it? You know, Elaine's keeping it under control. Hopefully the guys are all doing their part as well. Um, but what's your guys' schedule going through this weekend to, to kind of stay on track here? Yeah, it's nice. So today is the last day of school here at Purdue. We'll have practice tomorrow, and then I'm going to give my kids the afternoon to travel if they want to, you know, to nearby. You know, we have Chicago kids, Ohio kids. If they want to head home for a day to have Thanksgiving with their, their loved ones, they are certainly welcome to do that. Thursday is an off day, um, but we Elaine has catered meals tomorrow for our kids before we leave. Um, she's arranged for the catering um, at my house for Thanksgiving, and then we come back and Friday and Saturday we're we're hard back at work again. Um, you know, kind of getting back in the rhythm of training, knowing it's a short week with us departing on Wednesday for Las Vegas the following week. So, uh, you know, we give them the day to enjoy family and friends and enjoy that, but we'll be here training otherwise. And uh, even though campus will be empty, you know, we'll, we'll, she'll, have, she'll have the meals ready to go and, you know, obviously be talking to them about what it needs to look like as we head into a short week with a big tournament. It was interesting, Corey and I actually saw uh, Dylan Lighty in the hallways on Saturday uh, before the match on Sunday, and it was interesting talking to him because he mentioned that the past three weeks they've been on, you guys have been on the road, that he kind of got into the routine of, okay, this is what I'm doing Friday night, you know, we're traveling Friday, Saturday morning, I'm relaxing in a hotel room, just kind of getting mentally prepared, versus when you're home, I mean, anything can happen your you know family comes up on saturday morning or you know you've got friends that that want to go out to breakfast or want to go out to lunch or, or whatever the case may be of how different it is just being at home versus being on the road and then also being at home and not having matches to prepare for to be able to stay in a routine and also 
be out of you know out of a schedule but still try to keep the same routine is probably difficult especially for a lot of the younger guys I think you just have to be aware of it, right? I think, you know, when you're cued in to reminding yourself to always bring it back to where you need to be, that's that's the important thing because in in my opinion, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, we're going to have a holiday there and we're going to enjoy, everybody's going to enjoy family and friends. I'm going to enjoy it. Everybody's going to enjoy that. But nothing changes. This mm-hmm. week, from a standpoint of how we're approaching our work and trying to get better, that that does not change. So while you want to be aware of, hey, it's, it's a little bit different schedule, you always bring your kids back to, you know, you know stay in the rhythm of, you know, how, you're, how you want to be thinking about your week, how you're approaching your diet, how you're approaching your training. That, that all has to be, you know, brought back to them and, and reinforced. And we have a lot of good kids that, that will do that. They, they'll recognize it. But the young kids, you know, maybe you think of, you know, uh, Kendall Coleman and Amos Sunlin and, and even Travis, you know, these young kids who are competing it's the first time, you want to make sure that you don't take it for granted that, you, hey, stay where, you know, where you need to be from how you're approaching your diet and your workouts, you know, doing what your body is accustomed to doing, keeping your mind, you know, in the right, you know, you know, disciplined in your thoughts, I guess, you know, I'm kind of working around it, but what, how I think of it is you got to be disciplined in your thoughts. And I'm sure it's the same for you, Elaine, working with these guys. I mean, I know, it's it's no secret that wrestlers are very strict on themselves. Their I mean their weight is so important, and these guys these guys play around in the the point one pounds vicinity versus you know other teams don't have to worry about their weight as much as wrestlers do. Coaching these teams through two different holidays, Thanksgiving and mm-hmm. Christmas. Uh, I think we've had you on for for the Christmas before Christmas as well. Uh, just kind of the same idea of making sure these guys are staying disciplined is it easier with wrestlers or more difficult with wrestlers since it's more important with wrestlers with their weight hmm that's tough because you do work with other teams here and i'm not you know not to say that that any of the other teams don't don't take full use of of you as a part of their staff but like i said wrestlers i mean their weight is more important than than any other sport out there Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I mean, there's definitely that aspect. Obviously, they have outside pressures keeping them accountable. Like, they have to get on a scale. They have to make a weight in order to compete. Um, Right now, I mean, anyone that's here competing on this team, it's you're elite. Everyone's elite. Everyone's out to win. Um, So it's kind of like that competitive edge is, like, how you manage your weight. If you're cutting it wrong because you screwed up and – you you let your weight get out of control like you're going to be hurting in that tournament or in that next match um whereas it's just the impact of it is just so much more on performance that i think they have to be disciplined and i think you know a little bit different with other sports where say you have a bad weekend and you, and you go out with to dinner with your family and you eat two three thousand calories in a meal you have cake you have your ice cream you have candy whatever you come in Monday morning, you may feel a little bit sluggish and, you know, you're not competing at 100% like you should be. In wrestling, if you go out and you have that meal, it's not you're just sluggish come come the weekend or come Monday. You don't compete because if, you're, if your weight's not where it should be. And I'm sure that's something that weighs on a lot of these guys' minds and, and the coaches' minds as well, that it's not, it's not a matter of just not being able to be at 100%. It's you cannot compete if you are not under this this line that's that's drawn in the sand. Mm-hmm. 
You know, the one thing I would say too, because um, I mean, I think anybody who's had to be really disciplined with their diet and is in tune with their body, I mean, you mentioned it a little bit, but you don't feel good. I get, after you've been on this for, a, and you're eating clean, let's call it that, right? It's, I hate to say it's a diet, right? It's just, right. It's, even you should always eat clean as an athlete. Um, as soon as you kind of, you know, I don't want to say abuse your body, but you you have some of that that greasy stuff or the sweets, or you just don't feel good, sure. you know. And I know a number of the kid the kids will just tell you like, yeah, man, I I went home and I had a little bit of this or that, and they come back and I just don't feel good. And you don't like that, you know. As an athlete, you want to be able to perform, you want to be able to get better. That's important, right? It's just kind of in your DNA about progressing and, and getting to be as good as you possibly can. So I think, you know, once you've bought into the plan, it feeds itself because you, you don't feel good and you don't want to have that kind of impact your performance. And so I think it, it gets to eventually where it feeds itself. Sometimes it's just tough to maybe instill that right away with kids when they've been doing something else for, you know, coming out of high school, maybe for years and years. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the room. Yeah, just, you know, this is very cliche, and I hate to do it everybody, but, um, you know, it is Thanksgiving. The other side of the, you know, we talked a lot about the eating. Um, you know, Coach, Elaine, just some th- some things that you're thankful for and things you, you want to appreciate going into the... Do you want to start, Tanner? Uh, I'd, I'd be happy to start. Um, obviously, you know, thankful for family. Um, thankful for my Purdue family very much. Um, Thankful to, to Tony for, for bringing me back to wrestling. Um, you know, I've been, been back at this for, I can't believe it's already no, end of November. You know, we, we, we kicked this off in July, but um, it's been a wild ride so far, and I'm having a great time. And I, enjoy the, I enjoy the podcast, and I enjoy the day-to-day work. And so, um, yeah, that, that, that's it for me. Uh, I'm thankful for wrestling season being fully in swing. I love wrestling season. Uh, I'm glad that we're getting to the close of November. It's been a very hectic November. However, uh, you know, same thing as, as Tanner said, thankful for family, thankful for the Purdue family. But, you know, wrestling season being in full swing, we've got wrestling. I mean, outside of this weekend, we've got wrestling every weekend for the next couple months. Yeah. It's exciting. Uh, you know, for me, I'm, I always am about the people. Uh, I love I love my relationships, uh, you know, with the people who surround this program, such as you guys, uh, the kids on the team, the parents, and and the alumni, uh, and obviously thankful for my my wife and kids who allow me to chase my passion. You know, this is this is this is my passion, and I and I love it. It's it's not work to me, but I really appreciate all of the relationships. Um, that, that I have, and, and I, I'm just very excited. As you said, it's wrestling season. It's the best time of the year, and I'm excited to see what these kids can do. Very, very thankful for those opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of course, the friends and family, um, but even just like Purdue and the family that it brings, uh, I think everyone that's employed here, it's a totally different culture than I've ever been a part of, and I'm just really appreciative of that. Well, definitely happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the room, all the viewers out there as well. Uh, I'm not sure where we landed on whether or not you can have an extra piece of pumpkin pie. I think it's still in the gray area. Eat your carbs. But I think carbs that it is carbs. Carbs are good. Carbs. Carbs are good. I, I, thank you for the clarification. I think that is where we landed, that it, it belongs in the carb it's portion of our plate. So maybe if you're doing high carb diet, you can have an extra piece of pumpkin pie. So congratulations to all you out there that are on this. All right, so for head coach Tony Hurston, Elaine, Longstreet, Corey, and Tanner, behind the scenes, I'm Hunter Massengill. As always, boiler up, and happy Thanksgiving to everyone.